Hello and welcome to the Carnage Report, where we bring you the latest on all things horror related, keeping you up to date with news you can use. Hello, I'm Nick Spasic. And I'm Julie Holland. Uh, the Carnage Report is part of the Cinepunks podcast family. Go to cinepunks.com to find entertainment news, reviews, and other great podcasts like Horror Business and Twitch of the Death Nerve. If you want to help support Cinepunks and ultimately this show, you can become a Cinepunks Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash Cinepunks. That is C-I-N-E-P-U-N-X. Don't forget to also check out the great Cinepunk sponsors like Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations, which is the premier screen printer of the Lehigh Valley and probably the world. They are personable, professional, and the only place where you can get punk rock attitude with professional service and printing. You can find them at xlvacx.com. Also, Essex Coffee Roasters, which is at sxcoffeeroasters.com. Essex Coffee Roasters offers specialty grade coffee roasted to order for the most fresh and delicious home brewing experience. Essex is committed to accessible quality coffees, offering education on coffee and brewing it to and brewing to all of their customers. Essex founder Aaron Dahlbeck spent years on the road in touring bands, often questing for that great cup of coffee between shows, and that experience informs Essex as they strive to make high-quality coffee accessible to people across the country. Many coffees are stored for months or more after roasting, offering a stale cup. Essex Coffee Roasters roast each order as they come in to ensure your quality at home. And they believe you don't have to be a coffee expert to enjoy a great cup of coffee. Right now, if you use Cinepunk's promo code, you get 10% off. Cool. All right, Nick, you came up with our getting to know you question this (laughs) episode. So I think you should read it. Okay, so what scary movie will you never watch again? Not because it's bad, but because there's something in there that just messed you up or you you don't want to revisit it. I mean, I have tons that I never want to see again. <laughs> um, but I do have one that just happened to me at Panic Fest, which is The Sadness. It is so brutal and so, I mean... Trigger warning for every trigger you have. They're all there, except animal harm. Somehow they don't they don't do anything to animals. Everything else is there. It was a good movie. I will have a review coming out for it, actually. But I, I don't need to see it again. And mostly the ones that I don't need to see again fall into that category, like Baskin, Martyrs, Inside. Once is plenty. I'm good. I don't know. Yeah. How about you? Um, I feel like a lot of people are always like, oh, it's like, like, I always explain Cannibal Holocaust as like a movie you should see to be part of the discussion, but um, like, it's not something you're going to watch and enjoy. And there's like a lot of movies like that, like snuff and things like that. But surprisingly, like the movie that I think it hit me because I wasn't expecting it is the movie Emily um, that came out in 2016 with uh, Sarah Bulger um where it's like this creepy babysitter movie uh directed by michael thelen um uh, i don't know um and it's like her doing you know typical like creepy babysitter stuff like messing with the kids and like showing them things but there's this point in the middle where sarah bulger as emily tells these two ki- two of the three kids 
like this story of a mama bear who had like a cub that the cub died um and you basically realize that she's talking about like she basically had a kid and the kid died because she was on drugs and like rolled over and smothered it Mm. and it's this touching and emotional and it just like it wiped me like like that was like literally it came up um like somebody was referring to like their kid as like their little cubby and like I was like can you not please like (laughs) that like like it's it's a weird thing because it's a movie like I don't think about that often but it comes up when everybody's talks about you know like underseen movies and I was like uh that scene will wreck you if you have any like emotional connection at all yeah I have not seen that movie so I should check it out now are there movies that you like like I mean you talked about like martyrs and things like that but are there are there movies like I suppose we should also probably talk about movies like we just never want to see just because we didn't like them yeah I mean plenty of those too um but off the top of my head I'm not you know, I, I try to forget them as much as yeah. I can. As soon as um, I asked that question. Yeah. I was like, I honestly just like, if I don't like a movie, I just try to forget it. Like, I don't yeah. well I know that there was one, I don't know why this one comes to mind when I can't remember the name of it at all, but there was a sci-fi one at Panic Fest several years ago that my friend Lisa and I, who always go together, both sat through. It was a late night one. And at the end, we left and I was like, well, I hated that. And she was like, me too. Halfway through, I almost said we should leave. And I was like, okay, let's make a pact going forward that if either of us feel that any other time in a movie that we say it and then just leave it and not waste our time on a movie that we hate. Uh, yeah, I, I, I have definitely had some movies that I was supposed to review where I would just go through and like after about like the halfway mark, just start skipping ahead and seeing like, pausing it to see if I can find a plot summary somewhere yeah <laughs> like, I'm just like I want to know how this ends but I don't want to have to sit through it yeah Cliff's notes version please <laughs> well I'm glad to hear that like both of us are so um like not wanting to talk shit on movies like yeah. <laughs> we're just like no 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 like we'll just forget about it um yeah like, just, just wiped from mind. memory <laughs> I do have movies that aren't scary movies that messed me up that I don't want to see again like Requiem for a Dream oh, God. and Kids, which mm. I saw twice back to back as a teen, but never have seen since and don't want to. <laughs> uh, yeah, Requiem for a Dream is a movie. A friend of mine told me a story about seeing it at an arts theater down in Wichita, and there were like maybe 10 people in the audience. It was the last show, like on a weeknight. And they all came out and they're all standing like in front of the you know theater doors, like collecting themselves after seeing Requiem for a Dream and smoking a cigarette. And somebody just goes... Hey, I know none of us know each other, but I think we could all really use a hug right now. And they just had like a <laughs> big, like ten person group hug, and they just like went on their way. Uh, so sweet. <laughs> and I feel like that's a very accurate response to that movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I had read the book, and I was like, oh, oh I'm, I'm fine. Like I know what I'm going into, and like I like legitimately, I think I called the girl I was dating after I saw that. I was like, yeah. hey, um, can you tell me everything's cool? <laughs> yeah. I remember I was watching it at home by myself and my roommate at the time and her boyfriend came home during a 
during a scene that you don't want people to just come home during especially people who you would never recommend that movie to anyway and I was just like you gotta just keep walking go to your room and I will explain to you later (laughs) what is happening but you cannot sit down here and watch this movie as I'm sure you can tell by what is happening on the screen (laughs) oh god yeah so uh yeah trauma film trauma Let's talk about new nightmares, our roundup of trailers, new to streaming, coming to theaters soon, etc. Yeah. Uh, so Festival Corner, I feel like this is going to be a thing. This is a thing. <laughs> uh, so the Overlook Film Fest announced its lineup. I like I'm ever since they first started the Overlook Film Fest, I am convinced that it's in Colorado and it's not. Uh, <laughs> it really should be. It confuses me too. Every time I read it, I'm like, wait, it's where? Oh, okay. <laughs> I think it's like playing on the idea of things being overlooked. Yeah. Um, like there's live events. Uh, like there's going to be a live episode of the King Cast. Uh, author Clay McLeod Chapman um is doing his thing. Um, and they just announced uh like the new uh Sarah. Anna Lily Amirpour movie is going to have its debut there. But the thing I'm most excited about is because they're having uh, like watchers screening part of it and you got to see it as part of Panic Fest. So I want you to tell me all about it, please. I loved Watcher. I thought, I mean, as we know, we were super excited about it. I was super excited about it. I think it was, it was everything I wanted. There were things that you don't get out of the trailer that I, I thought, I think were really cool. Like, the couple is that actually has just moved to Romania and Micah Monroe's character doesn't speak Romanian. So there's this extra level of isolation where she can't understand anybody. Conversations are happening around her. It just adds to that whole like paranoia and isolation that I think makes the film really good. I think the story was really good. It's filmed really beautifully. The setting, you know, because it's this exotic to us foreign place with this beautiful apartment. It's, it's really pretty to look at. It's a real, um, I mean, I can only watch it from the perspective of a woman and it really feels real to the feeling of my red flags are going up and I'm telling you about it, but you're a man. So you're not quite getting it. You're like, Oh, I understand. But then the, the line between understanding and patronizing gets real blurry and you just really feel for her while also not knowing if what she thinks is happening is really happening. So I think it, it really worked well. I really want IFC to email me back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Also, there's another festival. Um, I guess we should probably mention it, but I think we'll probably talk about it more as they announce further things. Yes. The Chattanooga Film Festival is late June and they've started announcing their lineup. I think they've announced about half of this stuff. Um, It's not specifically a genre fest, but they always do a lot of genre films and it's completely virtual again this year. So that means you don't have to live in Chattanooga to 
to enjoy it. And already the lineup to me already has a lot of films that look similar to the lineup at Panic Fest recently, but I know they'll announce a lot more. So I, I think one of the things worth noting about the Chattanooga Film Fest is like when they did it last year, they had like a whole bunch of I, I think I probably watched more like online interviews and like yeah. presentations than I did actual films. Like there were some fantastic just uh there was one with uh isa lopez who did mm -hmm. I'm not afraid that was like maybe like one of the better like just interviews i've ever seen done like it was just like like got into like all kinds of stuff regarding her career and things like that and um like yeah and, their panels are amazing yeah that's i mean like if you even if you like are in kansas city and you know you've been doing panic fest and you you're like well i've seen a lot of those films like it's worth the mm -hmm. time and money to see like the the people they get involved yeah they're they they really explore some interesting topics on their panels too like not the regular everyday stuff they really get into some interesting stuff and if you're a screenwriter they also have a screenwriting competition where you can submit your you know your submission and then if you get selected i think they select maybe five i want to say and you get kind of a workshop situation which is a really cool opportunity. I believe like uh, Kansas City's Jill Six has been like one of the, she has been, I think, a, both a participant in and a judge. <laughs> over the Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Speaking of uh, like, like, I can't believe we haven't talked about the Munsters yet. Uh <laughs> no. It keeps getting on our list and it keeps kind of getting pushed. I think maybe we're nervous. I'm nervous about the monsters, honestly, very nervous. It seems like the the further it goes, I, I feel like it's going to be fun. It looks yeah. like, I mean, and I love the fact that like they've announced uh, Cassandra Peterson and Dean mm -hmm. Wallace have joined the cast and both of them are playing boring characters, like, like regular yeah. people, not like horror uh, and mm -hmm. I which I, I feel is Rob Zombie working in a different direction than he normally does, which is to like, just have people like almost be parodies of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I'm making all of my efforts to put aside my preconceived notions about what Rob Zombie brings to the table. And, you know, I know the original monsters already exists and we don't, you know, we can always go back to that, but I want the new monsters to have that kind of wholesome feel of like yeah they're monsters but they're just like you and me and they're struggling with the same things and they you know have a pet dragon do that in there is a werewolf yes and a werewolf they have officially added a werewolf i'm like that's that's we'll see <laughs> yeah uh like crimes of the future keeps having trailers dropped yeah this one looks cool honestly the cast is really cool um cronenberg yeah and uh this looks uh less sticky i think mm -hmm. <laughs> it still looks yeah. creepy but it's not like the usual like uh yeah i feel like david cronenberg movies can best be described as sticky yeah this one feels more like being prodded with machinery mm, yes yep that's yeah. a perfect thing 
Although I did notice this one line in the French trailer stuck out to me, which said, uh, surgery is the new sex. <laughs> and I was like, ew, ew, yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> uh, but I'm curious. I mean, like, I mean, uh, I, th- I feel like body horror has really, like, evolved over the last few years um, mm-hmm. with um, things like come true or uh titane <laughs> yeah this one also feels more like a almost like a big box office horror you know mm-hmm. just with the cast being bigger names and i just wonder if like maybe that's uh at this point david cronenberg can get people who are just like yeah i want to be in his movie yeah yeah i'm sure he can uh, i feel like so much of our news like is about like people who are in things <laughs> But that's critical, right? Like, yeah. I uh, mean, it it's worth mentioning that like this movie has Viggo Mortensen and Kristen Stewart. Those are huge actors, and this is a horror movie, and that's exciting. That's exciting for those of us who love horror and want horror to make money so that we can get more horror. Yes, I want to be able to go see horror. Um, like with like, I love Screenland Armor. I I love Liberty Hall, but like I love the <laughs> idea of like just being able to not have to make a special trip to go see a, an awesome horror movie. Yeah, me selfish as a fan of the genre. Yeah, well, and just having more potential times to catch it. You know, sometimes these small ones come out, and it's like, well, it's here for two days, and if you didn't catch it, I guess you're waiting for it to stream, and then you don't get to see it in a theater. Where something like this, I mean, I get the vibe that you're going to want to see crimes of the future in the theater that's going to be a theater movie i think yeah yeah now uh small screen um news robert england's and stranger things yeah the first time i watched the trailer i didn't even catch it and then i saw it in a headline and i was like wait a second what and i had to go back and watch it again Uh with like full attention and i was like whoa okay and yeah no like i like i'm loving the idea that like he seems to be getting this like uh renaissance like i mean he, there was the he famously a couple of years ago returned to the freddy krueger makeup for an episode of the goldbergs um and i just love the fact that he's getting so much love and attention uh and also cast as things like this where he's not you know freddy krueger yeah yeah, he's something wholly different that we don't even know about yet. I'm excited. For, I mean, and outside of him, the whole trailer looks amazing. Yeah. Obviously, I'm already on board for Stranger Things. I've liked all of it. But you always wonder, like, where can they go? And it looks like uh, to hell, almost. I mean, it's so dark. And then I also, this is a thing I'm really loving lately that a lot of movies are doing and shows now, which is taking a song that you remember from the 80s or 90s and slowing it down and making it creepy and making it the song of your nightmares which is what stranger things has done with journeys separate ways in this trailer and i love it and that that is a that is a cliche now that can keep happening because i always am like oh i love that (laughs) i always like i I make fun of it, but yeah, no, secretly, like I'm always a sucker for weird cover versions of anything. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm down. Yeah. So we've got a little bit of time. I think we've got enough time to do like one more thing. What do we want to talk about? Um, I think let's talk about bodies, bodies, bodies. Oh God. that Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I saw that trailer and I was like, I don't know about this. And then I like, 
within 10 seconds I was like yep yep mm -hmm." yeah I mean that it's just for an A24 film you don't expect to watch a trailer that makes you go damn that looks fun but (laughs) it looks fun and I also want to point out that one of the writers on this is Chloe Akuno who wrote and directed Watcher which is a (laughs) whole different vibe so she's stretching it out on a different thing but I I think that that makes it really cool yeah, and like Charlie XCX like wrote a song specifically for this movie that plays in the trailer. Like that's a brand new song by her. Um, I think this is the sort of thing to which Pete Davidson is perfectly suited. Yeah. Yeah, he he has that sense of humor that's perfect for this like not a straight comedy. It's more of an awkward situation. And also, I mean, just how he looks is he's... he's the weird guy who you can't help being charmed by and that's perfect for horror every time yeah i think uh like i haven't also like i'm i've i mentioned this all the time i'm a sucker for horror comedies and i like i am a big fan of especially things that are splat stick like where it's just like oh yeah we're gonna splash somebody with like a bunch of blood and we're, we're gonna play it for laughs they also seem to be doing a fun thing where they're taking like everything millennials say or or gen z or whatever (laughs) and like cramming it all together with the you know you're triggering me that's woke what whatever the the trailer just has like this quick little montage of like all the cliche things from the internet so it's definitely satirizing and making fun of itself and it looked like a good time i'm so excited Now it's time for our feature presentation. Yay! Director Kwan Osung's Midnight. So what right, is you want... Okay, I will read the synopsis. Midnight is a film where fear grips the country of South Korea as a serial killer 
stalks its residents. Kyung Mi, a deaf woman, is out late with her mother when she stumbles upon a young woman bleeding out in a dark alley. Now a witness to the killer's brutal crime, Kyung Mi is being ruthlessly hunted down. Will she survive or become the victim? Uh, this was a movie that I went into having no expectations. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was just like, oh, it sounds exciting. And wow. <laughs> so good i loved it i was hooked like i don't know about you but like i personally was hooked like from the beginning like it just yeah starts out and it has no lag time at all like everything you see see and i think that's a very important word mm-hmm. uh is important yeah and right away like i was just immediately charmed by Kyung Mi and how you know she she just jumps right jumped right in kind of making fun of people in sign language where they couldn't hear her and then also her relationship with her mom so sweet you just want nothing but good things for them which of course you're not going to get you're not going to get nothing but good things for them (laughs) it's it's a movie that I I feel that honestly, like the subtitles really help in this case, because this is a movie that like, mm-hmm. even were it in English, you would still have to be paying a lot of attention because like much of the like sign language is, is subtitled. And so mm-hmm. like you, like, but because everything is like, you can't look away, like you're and, and mm-hmm. like being forced to really pay attention like sort of puts you in the the whole uh it 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 puts you in her space you know like like it puts you like in kyung mi's shoes somewhat yeah 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 i would say just one my only complaint is that they kind of don't plunge us into the silence enough there's a there's moments where they take all the sound away no more soundtrack and we're sort of in her world but they put the sound they put the music right back in and i think they could have held that a little bit longer to give us that crushing silence a little bit longer i like the the sound design is definitely like one of those things where this movie really excels like it Mm -hmm. in addition to looking really amazing with like this very great sort of like blue red purple palette that it operates in but yeah, no, the sound design, like where you're, you're like occasionally they'll drop it out and all you can hear is like her breathing, like, mm-hmm. and, and, or the sound of it's and the, like the editing, I think is what makes the visuals and the audio work so well, where there's a lot in the first half of this movie, it cuts back and forth between perspectives and characters and really sort of uh, but as you mentioned like it would be nice to be in Kyung Mi's world a little bit more Mm -hmm. and I understand the hesitation to want to do that for a hearing audience some people are going to be put off by that but I think you know it would have intensified that especially if you had the opportunity to see it in a theater I'm sure I watched it at home but I'm sure in a theater it would feel even more deafening definitely quiet at the risk of kind of a pun uh i was watching like 
uh, I'm almost loath to admit this. I was watching it on my phone with headphone, like earbuds in. And mm-hmm. I like, I kind of appreciated being able to watch it that way. Cause like, I was just like very focused on this thing directly in front of me. And like my earbuds like block out pretty much all other sound. They're basically like earplugs. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like when the sound would drop out, it was, I can only hear my own like heartbeat and breath. So yeah, I just feel like I was constantly in that world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also want to point out, this is something I would never really point out in a movie, but the fight scenes, like the actual kicking, (laughs) punching fight scenes were so good. It's not something that I usually particularly enjoy in a film, but I was like, this fight scene is badass. And there's a couple of really badass fight scenes in this movie. Yeah, uh, 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 props to uh, Park Hoon as uh, Tak So, who is, I guess to kind of go back to the beginning, like you get like these, there's the, the woman, you get the journey of the woman that Kyung Mi comes across. Like mm-hmm. you see that and it's cut back and forth with Kyung Mi's own like day leading up to the point where the two of them intersect but um the um missing injured woman so jung uh like her brother talk so is uh like the ultimate like overprotective brother <laughs> and yeah. definitely some of the comic relief in this movie comes from his performance but also a lot of the action <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> uh, yeah his fights with the villain Doshek, so good. And like, Doshek is really fast for someone who lights a cigarette every time he has a break. Like, yeah. I don't know how he has that much stamina to run and chase him down. He is not your your Michael Myers or Jason villain who's slowly walking. Like, he is chasing them hard at every turn, and it is terrifying. terrifying. Oh yeah, yeah. No, like this is a movie that is, I. Uh, like to to steal a line from Patton Oswalt like it's like a Pixies song it gets, you know it's like the quiet part before it gets really loud and I feel like that that's both mm-hmm. like audio and visual in this film is that there are a lot of times where it's just like it's very quiet and then all of a sudden like noise or something visual and like happens and uh, I also appreciate the fact that like there's not a lot of like you learn how Kyung Mi like navigates her world like they don't like spell it out yeah kind of learn as you go along yeah it's a lot of interesting technology that I'm guessing really exists for Mm. people who are hearing impaired that those of us who aren't just hadn't thought about like lights that are triggered by sound so that you know that there's a sound happening which is it crucial in the movie and I'm sure crucial in life and a really cool aspect of how the plot plays out. I yeah, the like watching this movie, like it started out, I was like, Oh, this is fun. And just like the more it went along, like the more I was rooting for everybody. And I feel like there are a lot of fake outs in this movie, like in terms of like edits. Yeah where it's like you you're going and then all of a sudden it cuts to something else that's like again parallel but i never got upset about them because they're all so well done yeah 
there's a lot of moments where you're like they did it and but you you look at how long you've been watching and you're like they didn't do it there's something's gonna happen <laughs> they didn't do it and you know so much of it is the communication barrier of being deaf uh that kind of puts them you know at a disadvantage obviously but especially of this like diabolical mind who has chosen them to torture um this is sort of an uh, aside and I don't know if you got it or if it was just particular to the version that I watched but the version I watched uh when there's a scene where Kyungmi is texting with her mother and then she starts scrolling back up and like gets this look on her face and like it's very explicitly spelled out in the the uh subtitles is like oh this is in a different dialect like her mother writes oh. a dialect and the 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 message that she just received is in like proper korean oh i did not catch that that's interesting that was that was like a, i don't know if it was just particular to the place where i watched it but i was just like mm -hmm. oh i feel like every like if you can do this in your subtitles like please explain to me things that i won't notice yeah and it was yeah, such that's, a cool thing. I was like, oh. Yeah, that's so subtle. And that is, I wish that had been in the subtitle. I watched, I rented it on Amazon. So, and, and Amazon didn't even voluntarily turn on subtitles. I had to turn them on. And I was like, Amazon, this movie is in Korean and sign language. I think subtitles should be default here for someone clicking on it in America. <laughs> it was, it was such like a, a fun thing like I just like I absolutely adored like every like uh it's brutal like it like there are scenes that like like our our killer Doshik is is awful like he yeah. is a terrible terrible person and, and for no reason that we're given he just is and that's well you, there's like one hint yeah and and you get the sense that maybe his upbringing like was not good, but I mean like that's the only thing you get. Like you get one hint. Yeah. And uh, but other than that, like and I mean you know like I I just want like I want to be rooting for the heroes, the protagonists mm -hmm. of the movie. Like I don't necessarily need to have an explanation as to why this. No. Like they don't know. Like yeah. they just know that this guy is terrorizing them in every possible location. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, as brutal and yeah, and fast paced and everything that this movie is, it's also manages to be heartwarming at like every opportunity that it gives you a moment to be like, I still really, I love these people. I, I don't want this to happen to them. I have not that much information about them either but like their relationships are just so clear and by the end you're just like come on come on guys you can do this as a team and like i i will not spoil the ending but like mm -hmm. the this is a movie that keeps you guessing up till the very end and mm -hmm. uh i love that like you don't what you think is going to happen is not what happens uh yeah. and that doesn't even happen and it's just like so um it's it's so it, clever but 
it's a it's a fun movie. Like Super it, fun movie. Very much recommend. Yeah, I I think if like it's available on so many different on-demand streamers, mm-hmm. like it's so easy to get a hold of. Like you have really no excuse to not watch this movie. It's um, absolutely worth your rental dollars. And I would say if you have a cool local theater that's playing it, go see it. I know um to, what's today? Tomorrow, Screenland Armor in Kansas City is showing it. You won't hear us until Thursday, so this doesn't <laughs> pertain. But <laughs> maybe they show it again throughout the weekend. I don't know. If you can see it in a theater, I'm sure it'd be cool, but you can see it in your house. And as Nick can attest, seeing it on your phone works pretty well too. I think it would be like, this is a movie I definitely would like to watch again with like a group of people to like, just hear everybody respond to every twist and turn that takes place in this movie, because it is as nerve wracking as it is, uh, like fun is the word that just keeps coming to mind. Like Mm -hmm. every character is interesting Every character is well-defined. The acting is great. Uh, yeah. and if you uh, want to see uh, two uh, women uh, with, uh, like, who are hearing impaired, like, really, like, take on, like, a bunch of dudes... <laughs> in in various things it will it will make your heart sore yeah it's yeah super fun there's no moment of lag where you're like what time is it you don't even notice Mm -hmm. you're just the ride keeps going yeah and uh yeah cannot recommend this movie enough Mm -hmm. absolutely worth reading subtitles for for you folks who are like i don't want to read a movie guessing if you're listening to us you're probably open to that sort of thing because horror as a genre really lends itself to that but it is worth reading subtitles for it is worth that foreign cinema experience (laughs) absolutely um it's out now via on demand from epic pictures and you can find it um you can get it from prime video um apple i'm sure voodoo i think you might even be able to watch it on youtube yeah and if you do watch it, tweet at us and tell us what you think. You know, reach out and tell us what you think because it's exciting for us to hear if we've influenced somebody to watch something and to find out what they think about it. Speaking of reaching out and things like that and things coming up, uh, I'll be right back. What do you have coming up? In all honesty, what I have coming up is some rest. I have been (laughs) in person at Panic Fest for five days, which has been amazing. And I still have all of the online content to watch pretty much because I was so focused on getting the in-person stuff under my belt. So for the rest of the week, I'm going to be catching up on the rest of the online panic fest content which if you hear this thursday i think you could still buy a a virtual pass and catch some things whether you'll have time to catch enough to kind of make it worth that price point i don't know but if you're feeling like really indulging over the weekend 
could be worth it. There's a lot of great stuff. I'm hoping to catch more of it. Uh, if I'm counting shorts, I am already at like 26 movies oh, since God. Thursday. So I need a nap. <laughs> and how about you, Nick? What do you got coming up? Um, I've got some books I really, really need to get into the middle of. Um, like I've got a bunch of stuff uh, sitting around. Uh, there's a novella coming out uh from tour.com uh called lucky girl that i really want to read uh by m rickert um there's a couple new things from encyclopocalypse uh one's uh, a reissue of a book called ride or die by james newman the other is um celeste which is a reissue of a book that was originally put out by silver shamrock publishing um, that's by Mario Reagan. I'm looking forward to reading all of those things. Uh, but uh, I also have like a Giallo box set that I got from the library that I'm kind of Ooh. excited. The, the first installment of the Giallo Essentials from Arrow. And I can't even remember um, what all are in them, but I know it's, um, you know, it's stuff I like always want to watch. Um, can't remember oh the possessed the fifth chord and the pajama girl case so oh that's a fun title i know i think i've seen the pajama girl case and i believe it i think i've seen like some of these movies before but i just uh jealous kind of blend together for me yeah i get that <laughs> they're always fun to watch indeed all right is that it is that all we have i think that's all we have for this week all right well, thanks for listening to the Carnage Report. You can find us at Twitter and Instagram at Report Carnage. We can be reached via email at carnagereportpod at gmail.com. If you'd like to make any suggestions for upcoming episodes or share your thoughts on things we've talked about, uh, reach out to us because we'd love to hear it. Absolutely. Featured music in this episode is Mystery, Mist on the Moor, Gloom Horizon, and Nightmare Machine by Kevin McLeod. Available at incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Julie, where can they find you on socials? I am Dark Humor Girl on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find the things I'm writing at modernhorrors.com and downrightcreepy.com. You'll see a lot of reviews coming out from me this week on modernhorrors.com in particular. Uh, Nick, where are you at? I am on Twitter at NuthousePunks. I'm on Instagram at Nicklaus Mouse. Uh, you can find my writing at thepitchkc.com, where I'm the music editor. And you can also find things. Uh, there is a new issue of Starburst Magazine coming out soon, um, where um, I talk about um, movie soundtracks and things like that. And also, we're running down uh, the top 100 superhero movies of all time in the next issue. And I got to write about some of my favorites, uh, cool. including Logan, um, which I was very, very excited to like, just like wax ecstatic on. So nice. That should be out in the next month or so. All right. Well, thanks for listening. And we'll be back next episode with another roundup of the latest news in horror. And we will be discussing the new film, Crabs, directed by Pierce. You say the last name. How do you think? Barrelsheimer. Barrelsheimer. All right. Uh, yeah, it's going to be that. If you're going to 
go back to thirsty town i think <laughs> i think it's kind of going to be thirsty town but it's also going to be like digging into a lot of other movies that that one particularly references yeah other movies um 90s friday night tgif like it that mo- it's a wild movie you guys <laughs> If you have a chance to see it before we talk about it in a couple of weeks, please do. Um, this is definitely one. Um, there's a lot going on and yeah. it's all kind of great. It's going to be a fun episode because I'm excited to talk at length about this ridiculous movie. As am I. Uh, again, thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to Julie for doing, doing this with me. Thank you. Well, uh, until next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.